Hey, it's time for another edition of the original roundtable with ESPN DM Fitzsimmons. I'm Lance Kettle from the next round. It is uh, brought to you by our friends at mybookie.ag. Make sure you put in that promo code next round. They're going to hook you up at checkout at mybookie.ag. It is on Disrupt the Media. Make sure you like and subscribe. So let me start here. I just got back from lunch and I'm in. I did not take a nap today, unfortunately. I need a nap really bad. Uh, my allergies are fucking killing me. I, I, I mean, I can't tell you how bad my allergies are. Normally, it's just one day in the fall. It's been three days now. But I go to this restaurant, and it's a chain, and it's got a men's bathroom, women's bathroom. So girlfriend in line waiting to order, so I peel off, go to the bathroom. Dude is taking forever in the men's. There's nobody in the ladies. So what do you do in that situation? Uh, wait, what? what? What level are we at here? Let's just go old school DEFCON. DEFCON 5 means you're fine, you're good, you can wait. DEFCON 1, we're talking global thermonuclear war. So where were uh, we? I mean, it was probably DEFCON 4. I just needed to go number one, but I figured there's nobody in line. There's nobody around. If I'm but at DEFCON 1 and it's either, you know, your little PP coming down your leg, uh, and I have two options, either the pee going down your leg or going to the women's restroom, I'm going to the women's restroom. But if I'm yeah. at DEFCON 4, now nah, I'm going to wait it out. Yeah, see, I just I think we we ask for equality in, in our world now. And if that bathroom's not being used, I feel like I can I make sure I, I I am very considerate. I lift the lid, I pee, I put the lid down, but when I walk out, of course, there's a girl standing there and she yeah. gives me a look. I didn't I didn't want to get confrontational today. I just walked past. Um I mean, I, I she, she had to have been there in no more than 30 seconds. So I don't think it was that big of a deal. Dude did was still in the bathroom walk? when I came out. Did it feel awkward? Like when no, you walked no. out and there she was. I mentally prepared my myself knowing that there would be somebody when I walked out. But I just wanted to see what your take on that was. Because the only other time I ever do it is at a bar. I do it at our friends at OD sometimes on Wednesday night because That's I'm going to pitch hitter. running from yeah. the stage. Well, no, they've got two. They've got women's and men's. No, but in the men's room, it's just the one hitter. Right? Oh, yeah, so yeah, the, yeah. The line does back up a little bit. So oh, I yeah, it does. I'm there, and, yeah. You've got some considerate guys that are like, oh, you're hosting trivia. You come on in front of me. I can, I can wait a couple of minutes. But then you've got guys that don't. They don't recognize that. So if the women's is open, I'll peel away and just hit that. Just wanted to yeah, see what your take on that was. Yeah, but he, at, at a place like Odie's where you go at least once a week, where I used to go probably two or three times a week, you know, that El Diablo was the most underrated sandwich in, in all of America. Good stuff. Um, Oh, dude, the, you know, the home smoked sausage soaked in, you know, Rodney's Dr. Pepper sauce. I mean, come on, man. Are you kidding me? But anyway, now I'm hungry. I haven't eaten yet. Now I'm hungry. But yeah, so in a place like that, it, it's familiar. They know who you are. They're, they're not going because they know that, again, you have to go back to work. So that, that, that to me is a little bit different. But when it comes to a foreign place, yeah, unless I'm, unless I'm seriously at DEFCON 1, I, I, I could not do what you did. I would have to. I'd wait it out. Uh, I didn't. Uh, okay, so. Hey, look, man. Hey, salute right there to you, buddy. Hey, the original roundtable is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. You go to manscaped.com, put in that code OGRT. They're going to hook you up at checkout. This is the handyman. Uh, this is good for a lot of different things. I know you trim that beard up, the undercarriage, all that stuff. Manscaped.com, put in that promo code OGRT. So you are in the, uh, well, before we get to college football, Ranger Mania. Four wins away from the first ever world championship right there in Arlington in your backyard. And boy, I was so glad that they were able to take the Astros out. I thought if they were able to win this, it was going to be dramatic. Boy, they stomped on their throats, got them out of there. Pretty amazing that every visiting team won in a seven-game series. But I mean, how crazy is that town right now? 
It's insane, LT. And by the way, kudos to you. Uh, Lance is one of the best handicappers I've ever been around. He went 3-0 and on Sunday. Thank you very much. I got to send a kid to college. And 2-0 and um, on Monday, right, with the Vikings as an outright winner on the money line. And then the over in Game 7, Rangers and trash cans. I refuse to call them the Astros. They yeah. are still the trash cans until the Oompa Loompa is out of there. The, the, the king of the lollipop guild and Jose Altuve. And like, I like Alex Bregman a lot, but he didn't own it either, right, when when, when that, that whole thing went down. So it was, as my wife said this morning, she actually enjoyed beating the ever-loving hell and kicking the teeth in on the trash cans in Houston. Yep. Instead of winning it here. You agree with that? Because she I, I do. over yeah. the moon. You know, I mean, baseball is such a grind. And then once the best teams get to the postseason, the way the format is laid out, most of the time, best team doesn't win the World Series. It yep. is what it is. You accept it. But, you know, as a Dodgers fan all my life, I got to see a championship in 81, dating myself. I got to see one in 88. And then I got to see one the abbreviated season in 20. Yep. But one of the more amazing se uh, seasons was going back to 2018 where they go seven games against the Astros and the Astros, I mean, they legitimately stole that world series. Yeah. And they never even had to give their world series bonus back. That's on Rob Manfred and major league baseball. Remember they got to keep that half a million and change. They weren't even fined the winning amount, at least make them donate it to charity or something. There's nothing yeah. happened to those guys. That's why I still have such an awful taste on my palate when it comes to the trash can. So, you know, the better team won, the better group of guys won. And how about Bruce Bochy? You, know, you look at Chris Young, the GM of the Rangers, and it's rare to have a former player as a general manager, as you know as well as anybody. And 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 CW, he just got. I mean, he was patient in building this thing, from you know from your farm system up, and then he finally realized, all right, we're there. I've got to go get the right guy with the right temperament to to see this thing through. And he has to spend hours convincing Bruce Bochy to come out of retirement, hours on end on the phone, in person. Bochy wasn't going to do it. And then finally, Chris was like, hey, I promise you, this is your kind of team. They don't play for the guy in the mirror. They play for the guy next to him. You can guide the squad to a World Series. And here he is. Yeah. And he, every move he made, LT, was the right move. It was, You're it was right. remarkable to watch. And, and a guy that is now undefeated in Game 7s, which is amazing. And this guy's about to possibly win – Three championships with three different teams, which in Major League Baseball is complete insanity. And when DeGrom goes down, he's able to keep this bunch together. If you would have told me when DeGrom goes down, the Rangers have a chance to win, taking four of seven to win their first ever championship, it seems impossible. Let me ask you, since you brought up the trash cans, and this has become a big story where Jim Harbaugh and Michigan are right now, and we're hearing all of these allegations that you know they're, they're sending dude out and he's going and he's stealing signs and they're using this. I just know this. They are dick whipping everybody they play. And everybody, they can talk about whatever their schedule is. Nobody is even to game control. Games are over in the first quarter. This is like what we remember seeing Alabama like in 2020. But there's no precedent for this. Jim Harbaugh, if he does know anything about it, did the ultimate cardinal sin by saying, I've got no knowledge of this at all. And if there is this major paper trail that goes back to him, I don't know what the NCAA does. I assume the way their clock works, Ian, that we sit here and record this late October, there is no chance anything can be done this no, season. No, none, zero, zilch. I, I, would, I would be shocked. I mean, look how long it took them to rule on Tez Walker, you know? I mean, or Jefferson to Florida State. I mean, it's, Yeah, one they, player. They move at a snail's pace. Now, so I, I would be stunned if any kind of a ruling came down from the NCAA, and I wouldn't trust it to begin with. But, Lance, you bring up something interesting, and, and that is – 
this does go on all across college football. I talked to two current Big Ten head coaches. They were like, dude, why is this a big deal? Everyone does it. I mean, it, it's going on all over the place. You know, I, I talked to former several coordinators who are now in the NFL. They were laughing out loud going, only Harbaugh gets busted because right. let's, let's be honest. I mean, one of them was like in tears, LT. I swear you, you of all people will love this. He said, it's like Harbaugh is giving the NCAA and all of college football two football fingers. I mean, it gives a self-imposed three-game suspension to start the season, not even waiting on the NCAA, going, you know what, screw you guys. I'm going to sit for three, and if you want to do something else after the season, whenever you finish your investigation, go right ahead. Oh, we've got Chris Scallions, a former Marine captain, you know, going behind benches. and, and on, I mean, it's insane. You've got 11 teams that have him buying 30 different sets of tickets in his own name. It was so egregious as one coordinator said, only Harbaugh would go to that level to, to say, you know what? I'm not even going to try and really hide this. I mean, this dude's like sending tickets across the country to a future Michigan opponents, Lance. It's insane, but it happens everywhere, just not to this degree. And this one coordinator who's now in the NFL told me, do not be surprised if Harbaugh, this is his swan song, like, you know what? To hell with it. I'm out of here no matter what. No matter if we win it all or we don't, I'm out of here. I'm gonzo, and this is the way I'm going out on my terms. And now whatever I have to do to win it all, to hell with it. I'm going to do it. It's the original roundtable, ESPN's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Lance Taylor from the next round. It's on Disrupt the Media. Make sure you like and subscribe there. It is always brought to you by Lance'sLog.com. Just a ringing endorsement from uh, from Dallas right there, from Ian Fitzsimmons. The 214, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? I know the number one I see. No, I was just saying, I mean, just letting people know exactly where you are. Um, you hear the puppy but, uh, talking in the background? Yeah, what kind of dog do you got now? So we got all three are rescues. We've got Buck, who's a pit bull something or other mix. We've got Nola, who's something. And then about, you remember the story about 10 weeks ago, Kitty was going for a hike and one of the dogs heard a little yelping. And we found this puppy about that big. We had to bottle feed it. And uh, now she's about 10 to 12 weeks and in the corral. Yeah. I, got, happy, but... I got two rescues right now, and they've been awful. It's I mean, awful. awful? Yes. They've been to boot camp. Well, one of them was found in the woods. <clears throat> Excuse like me. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he's feral, so he still pisses and shits everywhere. And I'm just at my ropes in, man. I am trying so hard with these dogs. But uh, it's been a pain in the ass. But they're both yeah. beaches. I love the, uh, the breed. Very affectionate, very sweet, very intelligent. These two are trying to break the mold of the intelligence. Um, <laughs> we'll see. But I was saying, brought to you by Lance'sLike.com. Five straight winners right now. Jump on board at Lance'sLike.com. This is October's a perfect month. You got Major League Baseball, the playoffs. NBA is tipping off. You got college football. You got the NFL. Everything going right now. So we've got all those winners for you at Lance'sLike.com. So, got to ask you this. By the way, on the Harbaugh thing, and and I'll I'll close this out with the Harbaugh. Talk to somebody that's pretty much on the inside, and they said this is going to be it. Harbaugh's going to the NFL. With that said, if he goes to the NFL, depending on where he goes, he might have the number one overall pick. That could be Caleb Williams. You saw Caleb Williams up close and personal at the Coliseum this past weekend, and I'm kind of amazed. I've always heard that Caleb Williams is a great teammate. He's a dude that loves the game. And, like, within this week, from the equity stories that have been popping up right. to – um, Caleb Williams sitting on the bench by himself. People are starting to turn on this kid. I don't really get it. 
Uh, his offensive line is horrible. He's doing right. everything he possibly can. You know, last week at Notre Dame, he played bad football. He pressed. He did not play well. I didn't think he played bad against a really good Utah defense. It wasn't his fault they lost this past game. Tell me, though, a couple of things. Um, right now, where is this USC team? And Caleb Williams, what kind of kid is he? Uh, I, I like the, the the player and the person in Caleb Williams. That, that, that spot when he was on the bench by himself, that was after the game was over, Lance. I mean, he did his job. He, he marched his team down for a game-winning score. It was that defense yet again letting down USC. And give Bryson Barnes, you know, the pig farming quarterback for Utah. Yes, he actually grew up on a pig farm with 12,000 pigs. You and I talked about that last week. I mean, he put that team on his shoulder. And so, we're, you know, we're not losing this game. And that scramble he had up the right boundary, I was standing wow. right there. I mean, I took stones, man, big stones. He didn't have a lot of room for error. Uh, and – he found a way to get it done. But at the end of the game, yeah, Caleb was sitting there by himself, knowing one Heisman gone, two college football playoff also gone. And, and you know, it's this Utah team. They've beaten USC four straight times. And they've been the more physical team every single time. But, you know, when I was, when I was behind the USC bench, Caleb was the ultimate teammate, you know. And, you know that that everyone wanted to bash the guy for sitting by himself at the end of the game when you just lost on a on a walk off kick. I don't have a problem with that at all, man. I mean, hell, none. What I had a problem with, and look, you know me, man. I'm a Lincoln Riley guy. Well, we've known him since. He I know where you're going here, and I got I got a big problem with this too. All right, so after the game, you're not helping these players, Link, by shielding them from the media. You're coddling them. It's like that scene from Remember the Titans, right, where you know, I come down to some of the white kids. I don't see you keeping away from Big Bad Boom, right? Right. You're not, and that's Lincoln Riley right now, man. Well, and then let after them face that, the media. Got to face the media. I mean, these guys are going to be future pros. This is the way it works. Yes. The other thing is for Lincoln to come out and say expectations. You know, these unrealistic expectations. You're in year two. Guys probably make it over ten million. We don't know. Private institution. I assume he is. You've right got there. the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. You're the one that went out and you hand-selected a lot of these guys out of the portal. Year two, a championship should be expected. And expectations are, yeah, are huge for this brand. You played for the Pac-12 uh, championship last year at 11-1. and one, And now you're going in the wrong direction. I just think he needs to take more accountability. You know, when, when I coach at a place like USC, the expectation should be a championship. We're not performing to that level. We've still got a lot of season left. We can still win this conference, and that's our goal. And it should be because they only have one loss in the, in, in, in the conference, right? But it's so deep, man. I mean, we, we, we talked about this, what, three weeks ago where it's like two separate seasons, like the SEC used to be. You know, the SEC is still the second toughest conference in college football, but the Pac-12 is the deepest. And you had almost that preseason that at phase one of, of their schedule. Now it's phase two, and, and cannibalism has begun. You know, as it used to, and still does to a degree in the Southeastern Conference. But I got Oregon, Utah this week, man. That, that yeah, Utah I, bunch, dude. LT, have you ever heard of a team that loses your All-American quarterback, your All-American tight end, his backup, who's also going to play in the league in the Esmond? And when I had him against UCLA, 18 of their 44, their two deep, were either doubtful or out, including the damn kicker. And they're still sitting here at seven and one, well, ranked thirteenth in the country. How? How is that possible? I just thought this was a week it would catch up with them against USC. Obviously, Vegas thinks it's going to be this week in Rice Eccles. I want to remind everybody they are twenty six and two their last twenty eight over the last five years at home. It's an altitude game. Team is playing with a chip on their shoulders. 
you know Cal Whittingham as well as anyone. Again, you're going to be back there this week, and I would assume the motivation can be, guys, I don't know what else we got to do. We just rolled in the Coliseum. We beat this team. Now Oregon, with one loss, is coming into our house, and Vegas has got them as a seven-point favorite, and everyone I've talked to said Oregon's going to win this game. LT, he loves it. Morgan Scally, his defensive coordinator, loves it. Andy Ludwig loves it. Luther Ellis, who a lot of people don't realize, former first-round pick for the Lions, what, four- or yep. five-time Pro Bowler. That's a D-line coach coaching his son, Jonah Ellis, who's got, what, 11 sacks oh, now in a year? Yeah. 83 is a beast, man. He gave Monheim – look, John Monheim is still – he's going to have nightmares for a while. Uh, USC's starting left tackle because Luther Ellis spun him inside out and sideways. I mean, he put him in a spin cycle, dude. I mean, it was bad. Uh, but that, that – that's that coaching staff, and they want people doubting them because, to your point, and you are spot on, they use that every single week. They use it against USC. We've beaten these dudes three straight times. We're a touchdown dog. Let's go show them. They have the Heisman Trophy. And I love Witt's comments after the game. Did you see that? Where he said, oh, look, yeah. they got their Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. We got our pig farming quarterback. Yeah, and you were we the first. And I, I gave you credit on this on the next round. I was like, Ian is the first to tell me about this pig farming thing. I had no idea. <laughs> and how much would it take for you to go wallow in the middle of about 12,000 pigs? It's it a would, high number it, for you. It, it would take a lot. It would absolutely take a lot. But, you know, I've just got a feeling this Bo Nick story, you know, going from Auburn where his dad, you know, he's a legacy and, and going – to the Pacific Northwest and how good he's been. It's been an incredible story. Now oh. he's got more career starts than any quarterback in NCAA history. I've just got a feeling we've seen bad bow on the road before. You mentioned Morgan Scally is as good as any defensive coordinator out there. I think we can maybe see bad bow this weekend. Now, as soon as I say that, he'll he'll pass for 450 and rush for 150. Not against that D. Because remember this also. Utah's All-American Safety, who I talk to the same three NFL scouts every week, along with Jim Nagy, who's one of the great football minds, you know, from Greece's Senior Bowl. You know, I've talked about this almost every week. Cole Bishop, every one of them has told me he's going to spend a decade in the National Football League as a starting safety. He's Eric Weddle 2.0. Dude is a bad man. And he had to sit the entire first half against the Heisman winner and Caleb Williams, and it did not matter. They got Cole Bishop back. They got Sione Vaki. How about this dude? He never played running back in high school, LT. Never had a single carry. He was a safety and a slot wide receiver, and he had over 200 total yards against your USC Trojans. Yeah, you're not he supposed to be playing two ways, by the way. No, he's playing Iron Man. He had close to 50 snaps on offense, along with every snap on defense, dude. And he went for a buck 58 on the road against Cal, over 200 total yards against SC. I mean, they just find ways to win, man. So I'm with you when it comes to Bo Nix. He's going to have to have an exceptional game. They're going to be leading on Bucky Irving a lot because, man, one, that dude can tote it. I mean, he's averaging, what, around eight yards per carry. You know probably the exact number better than I would. But, I mean, he's right around eight yards per. Uh, and they're going to have to lean on him a lot because there's not a ton of quarterbacks, to your point, that have gone into Rice-Eccles and beaten Kyle Whittingham and Morgan Scally. It doesn't happen very often. Okay, random question, and nobody Come probably on. cares about this, but the last time I was in Salt Lake, the only time I've been in Salt Lake, you were doing mornings, and we went to some dude's house. His wife's name was Jill. We played wiffle ball. Will you see them this weekend? You have they a great clearing? memory. I was Jim Fuchuk. He was my old uh, yeah. you know, Sports Center update anchor on that morning show. Just a wild child. He had a great line one time. They still made newspapers, right? And kids, yes, they, they were these inventions called newspapers, and he had a I cup of coffee and, and some bacon on a Sunday morning. It, it was nothing better than having that with your newspaper right there. 
kind of going over all the scores. Well, one time at Food Chuck's house, and you know how hard this dude used to. I don't think he partakes anymore. Uh, but um, are they still together? I think so. You haven't talked to him in years. Great guy, Jill. His wife was hilarious. So we went to pick him up for lunch one day, and she just looks like a train hitter. And I went, "You all right?" She goes, "Well, we went a little deep into the evening last night, and the evening turned to morning, and then the paper showed up, and that's when we figured we might want to go to bed now." <laughs> <laughs> but the paper showed up, dude. Hey, I've so been I, haven't there, man. I haven't talked to Fu in a while, but I'm like, you know what? I still have his number. I'm going to give him a ring. That's a good call on your part. So, I mean, that is one of the more difficult. We did play wiffle ball. I remember that in the backyard. And, and, you know, when I went out to see, it was like in June, June, July. I think it was June. June, And, I, you know, I would love to go to a game at Rice-Eccles. I I hear the atmosphere is that good, and it's that difficult to play there. There's two stadiums in the decade and a half I've been calling games uh, in college and pro football that I've had to switch out these kind of headphones that we normally use, right? I had to go to noise reducers. Twice. Last year, Death Valley, Alabama, LSU, overtime. Opening kickoff, I had to switch them out going, I can't hear a damn thing. And then UCLA, Oregon, I mean, excuse me, UCLA at Utah just about a month ago. I had to switch them out. I was standing in front of the MUS, the mighty Utah student section, and it was deafening. And they all they fit about 62,000 in there. It sounds like 162, man. So to your point, it is an amazing scene. And that atmosphere is second to none. Okay, so this weekend in Dallas, bigger deals got to be Rangers over Cowboys Rams, right? It's close. Uh, Cowboys still, when they're good, man, they still reign supreme, LT. I mean, they, they do. You know that deep down. But this Rangers bunch, they're, they're just a fun group of dudes. That's what they are. They remind me of the Rangers squads that went to back-to-back World Series. Yeah. And you and I talked about that a lot, where you had the Dutch oven, Derek Holland, just a character, right? And then you had the, the fearless leader in Michael Young. Uh, but then you had all these other dudes like Ian Kinsler, who was a goofball, and Mitch Moreland from Mississippi State, right? I mean, he was just kind of a free attitude over at first base. I mean, you know, you had trainer and catcher whose wife was an Olympian. Like, how many – I don't, can't remember how many gold medals she won. I mean, it was just a fun-loving group of guys just went out and played ball. That's these dudes. So the city, the entire area has fallen in love with this team. But, man, you're talking Cowboys. They have to stink in order to completely – wipe any other squad off of the sports radar here. Sad what to happen- say it, but it is. What happens first? Now, Auburn's lost four consecutive games. Hugh, or Hugh Freeze, and obviously we're going to a 12-team playoff next year. Hugh Freeze gets Auburn to a 12-team playoff, or the Cowboys get back to an NFC championship game. Not even Super Bowl, just NFC championship. I'm going to go Hugh Freeze. Auburn makes a 12-team playoff before the Cowboys get to an NFC championship game. Yeah, I agree. reason – is because they got to prove it to me, man. And it's not just that they, they wet the bed every now and then. Like, but and, and you, think, you think Hugh's a good coach, right? Oh, hell yes, man. That's like Billy Napier, Florida. You better get him now, right? Hugh Freeze at Auburn, you better get him now. Because they those two dudes can recruit the hell out of some guys. Not just high school, but they'll hit that portal hard, man. And look, it's I don't I don't doubt either one of those cats. But man, look, when when the when the Cowboys have so much, it's not just that they wet the bed, as I was mentioning, they have luck that goes against them, the football gods. Like, the, the De- Devs caught it in Green Bay. We all know he caught it in Green Bay. Yep. They win that game, they're going to the NFC Championship and playing the Seattle team. Cubby, not now. They get, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to an NFC Championship game in Seattle where they beat Seattle just a few weeks before. 
So it's not just that they have wet the bed moments. It's also the, the football gods just don't smile upon them. Okay, so uh, I've been a little stressful. I got to be honest with you. I've got to go to – I got to dress up not once but twice this week, Halloween week. I've got no idea. I know. I'm not a big fan, but it's a couple of things I'm obligated to do. You know, we are 51, but go I know. Ahead. I know. I get that. Um, I, I was going to say, last time you dressed up, and I assume you're not going to be, going to be dressing up this week. Well, I'm going to be preempted. My kids have already noticed that. So on Halloween, there's a World Series game. We carry the World Series on ESPN Radio, and it's right in the heart of my time slot. So I'm off. And the last time I dressed up I bet you hate that, right? (laughs) I hate you for bringing it up like that. But anyway, uh, the last time was four years ago, uh, right in my front yard, right to my right here. I stood next to this magnolia tree with a light shining up underneath me, and I was dressed as Michael Myers. And let me tell you something, some kids soiled themselves because they would come up to me like, is it real? It looks real. I think he's breathing. And the other kid would go, no, it's batteries. It's batteries. <laughs> and, dude, you talk about parents were either crying, laughing or really upset with me. <laughs> it was no in between. He is ESPN's Ian Fitzsimmons. It is the original roundtable. We do it every week. It is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped, where you go to manscaped.com, and you put in that promo code OGRT. They're going to hook you up at checkout. They've got a ton of great products at manscaped.com. Safe travels. Back to the old promised land, Salt Lake City. Will you be going to Park City at all? Coach, Flanagan's already got the room reserved. I mean, it is going to be on. It's not just an Irish pub. The prime rib there is sensational. And then I might take the attacker. Cobby! How are you, kid? You, you want to go to Flanagan's? Come here. Come here. You want to go? Wanna Let me see Cubby. Let me see Cubby. Come here, Cubs. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Oh, there yeah. she is. That's a good-looking dog. So how old? I love you too. Yes, 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 yes. How there old, Cubby? 10, 12 weeks. Damn, that's going to be a big-ass dog. Thanks. Yeah, I'm just letting you Appreciate know. Appreciate it. Uh, okay, always fun, man. Safe travels. We will talk to you I'll FaceTime you from Flanagan's. Good oh, talent do. out there. Good first-round picks. It's the original roundtable. Ian Fitzsimmons from ESPN. I'm Lance Taylor. The next round, like, subscribe right here on the original roundtable.